the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. And today, today is special because we're broadcasting live at Kurtz Auto Repair, which is I-17 and Bell. Actually, you go a little bit east of the um, I-17 and Bell, and then you turn north on 23rd. So... Any, if you if you come up in that area, you get off of Bell Road, you head east, go to 23rd Avenue, and then you go north. And so we're here at Kurtz, and Kurtz staff is here. We're not working on cars, but we're here to talk to you. You're welcome to come by. You're, they have actually some food. Yep. And and Eric is going to do a table dance a little later on. I understand. I hope not. With the pole. With the pole. Okay. And uh, and it's 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 going to be pretty exciting here. <laughs> Um, and nevertheless, let me tell you about another good re- repair shop, but it's on the other side of town. Thompson's Auto Repair has been in our best car repair list for years and years and years, just like Kurt has. Since 1970, Thompson's Auto Repair has been providing great service, great light truck repair, great maintenance service, good diagnostic service to their people in Mesa. They're the only shop in Mesa that is certified by Mark Salem. They have ASC certified technicians. They're there to provide you with the highest level of automotive service, followed with Friendly reminders that let you know when your vehicle is due for service. It's never been easier or more convenient to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape than unless you go to Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. So, got here some guy sitting next to me. Uh-oh. And his name is Eric. And Eric, why don't you tell people what you do here at uh, Kurtz Auto Repair other than nothing? Well, that oh. depends who you ask. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so, so we have to. We need more than nothing. Okay. So tell us Monday through Friday when you write it down on your resume for the bank when you borrow money. What is it you tell them you do? I'm the shop foreman. I actually oversee most of the guys and try to head up all the head diagnostics and everything. Okay. So you have certification, I understand. I have tons of certification. Yes. Uh, all the AC master certs. The advanced L1, L2, 3, which is your diagnostics for the electronics, your diesels, and your hybrids. Okay. Now, Jeff is the service manager. Yes. Okay. And what kind of certifications can we talk about him? Does he stand up to the ERIC certification level? He doesn't know as much on the diagnostics as I do, and he probably hasn't proved he can do it because he's let all the certifications expire. Oh, so now it's time to throw him under the bus. <laughs> Boy, you're going to be in really big trouble for that. But up here at Kurtz, you handle the shop. Eric yes. handles the shop. So Eric is the one 
that is supposed to manage the shop, help with the diagnosis, ensure that the, cur- the, the repair is correct, and so forth and so on. But you really do work on cars as well. Unfortunately, yes, you'll see me under the hood taking your instrument panel out, things like that. I do the, the tedious stuff usually. Okay. When it comes to um, younger techs, junior techs, do you oftentimes follow the diagnostic process with them and then leave them to do the repair? I will. I'll walk them through, show them why I'm doing what I'm doing, and then say, hey, go ahead and change this part. You can do that. And and the youngsters that you got, the young men that you have, do they have any certifications, or are they basically kind of a an assistant to senior guys? We got two young guys right now that are high schools. They don't have any certification. We're working on them. We plan to have them up in full certifications in a few years. Um, then we do have some 30-ish guys that do have full certifications that are, are still learning a bunch. As I imagine, in most shops, we have a, a, a series of levels of technicians. We have the masters, and then we have the R&R guys, and then we have the light-duty guys, and then the oil change guys. Yeah. Similar? A similar. We do a pretty good crossbred. We like to certify all of our guys, so all of our head guys right now are certified. We do have lube tech that we're working to get some maintenance certification on, and then we have the two helpers that we're just starting on. Okay. All right, and how long have you been here at Kirk? That is a loaded question, but 17 years. 17 years. So you started when you were about 10? Well, I'm not quite that young. No, I started when I was 18. Okay. And Jeff, you and Jeff are related in some fashion. I married Kurt's wife. Kurt's wife. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. Kurt's daughter. Um, and Jeff is his nephew, so through marriage, yes, we are a little related. Okay. So you guys get along good, or you want to tell us anything that we should know specifically about Jeff? No, we get along pretty good. He can be cranky, but I think he gets that from the rock side. The rock side. Okay. So so we should probably ask Kurt about that. Y- yeah, you might need to ask him about that. Okay. Laundriness is not anything that we're short of here at this <laughs> facility. I can tell you that much. 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, you can. 602-508-0960. We're here live at Kurt's Auto, 23rd Avenue and Bell. And we're on the north side of the road, and you'll see lots of cars and trucks, and you're welcome to stop by. We had some radio issues, and so we're we're actually doing the show over the phone. We're going to do the very best we can and can kind of control the volume back and forth between Eric and I and Jeff and I and Kurt and I. But has anything really got you lately with respect to a diagnostic to where you had a car that, that came in with a, a real strange, strange problem, and... Um, like the rest of us, you kind of circle around the car two or three times, and then when you finally fix it, you hit yourself in the forehead and you go, way to go. Now, is that something you can admit in front of all these people? Yes, I'll admit it, because if I don't admit it, then I shouldn't be on this planet. Okay. But yeah, there are, there are several things. Um, I've got a Jaguar that I'm dealing with that's intermittently no crank, elusive communication. The problem is the communication data through the whole system, when you got to find out is whether the module is shortened out intermittently or whether there's a line shortened out intermittently, it's beating me up right now. Okay. So this Jaguar has intermittent no start, no click, no thunk, no nothing. But how about the rest of the power system? Does it have headlights and does it have a horn? Oh, yeah. It's, everything works perfect. It's just when you go to hit the key, it's, nothing happens. It just says, and then on the dash, it tells you, you know, no DSE, which is their traction control. So, yeah, it's a communication problem, so it doesn't do anything. 
okay, so this isn't something as simple as we know that we've got 12 volts to the key. We, got, we know that when we go to start, we're going to go through the park neutral switch. Ultimately, we're going to end up with the starter solenoid that's going to make the starter happen. It's not something there. No, 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 because what happens is these are so integrated that the park neutral switch, it communicates with the transmission module, which controls the engine module, which then decides to start the car if all of those circuits test good. So it can be anything along that whole line plus the communication plus the power interrupt in any one of those multiple modules. Now, is there an actual park neutral switch? Yes, there is. Why not just bypass that thing for one of your tests? Well, the problem is, is if that was the problem, I wouldn't lose communication between other modules. I'm getting communication problems between multiple modules. So the park neutral switch can talk to the transmission controller, but the problem is, is the chain between the transmission controller and the ECM has lost. Yes. So the engine doesn't know to add fuel or spark, so even if it was cranking, chances are it wouldn't do it. Yeah. Okay, this is this is one of those cars I think that probably down the road it deserves a five-gallon gas in the back, <laughs> back seat and a road flare. Well, the customer had decided to try to go trade it in and then didn't make it out of the parking lot. So they said, well, we're just going to leave it and let you fix it. And, and what year and, and, and model JAG is that? Do you remember? Uh, the mid-2000s. So it is an XJR or XJ or anything? No, it's nothing special. It's just the regular rest type that you see every day driving down the road. It looks kind of like a Ford. A lot like a Ford. Acts like a Ford? Even worse. <laughs> so, But actually, the early 2000 Jaguars, especially the X models, um, they have lots of Ford everything in them. Mm-hmm. And, and we've actually... My wife's owned one, not me, but she did, and uh, and and it actually worked pretty good, and it was a it was a good car. But the the small lookalike Jaguars, and their S series, um, that looks like Ford and, and acts like Ford is a whole different animal. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's still Jaguar on it. So then you end up buying a lot of your Jaguar parts, even though it does Ford powertrain in it, but it still has the. The Jaguar name, so the things that are specific to it, you still can't buy from Ford. So you still end up paying a pretty penny for repairing those things. And it's not like you can just go into an O'Reilly's or a, or a uh, AutoZone or a, a Pep Boys and just buy a module for your uh, Jaguar, much less anything else. Um, no, and they'll try to sell you one. I, I know they will because we've had people throw all kinds of parts on and finally bring them to us after they spent hundreds of dollars and fix it right for a few dollars. That that, ha- that happens a lot. I got I got an email this morning from a guy with a Dakota truck, and uh, intermittently it just dies. The idling. He's got the four point six. I think it's four point four seven or five two maybe. Um, and he's probably got a throttle body in it because it's an older model. And we were talking about idle air control motor and talking about just putting your hands on it and listening to it and feeling it. But then I re- reminded him that your hands have to be educated, so you have to you have to know how it's supposed to feel as it goes in and out, as the air con- idle air control motor controls the air passageway and the air to the motor. So you have to know what you're feeling. So, I mean, you could go buy one if you wanted to and plug it in and see what it is. But there was some other advice I gave him, and and it's advice that we'll. We get the do-it-yourselfer that's dealing with the throttle body, and then they bring it in, and the, everything's messed up. So what is the advice I should have given him with respect to the throttle body? Probably said you probably need to take it and have it looked at professionally because we are just throwing parts at it until we really know what's going on. 
and, and they, you're, you're correct, most people do that. But what I told him was is there's lots of adjustment screws on that throttle body, and none of those are going to make any difference <laughs> in the problem he has. No, because everything's computer-controlled, and so the computer has a base place it wants to be. If you mess with it, then it really doesn't know what it wants to do. And I explained to him the value of the synchronization of the TPS, the idle air control motor, and the base idle. And I told him we have to keep all of those, so don't touch any of those screws. It's really a matter of just being able to understand what you're supposed to do. 602-508-0960, that's the phone number if you'd like to chime in, 602-508-0960. Eric and I are here to help you with your question. It's not likely we're going to be able to fix your car, but I did have another call, and a lady has an air conditioning problem, intermittent no fan on a Honda. And um, actually, I taught her how to take a hammer handle and hit the back of the fan. And that works sometimes, and believe it or not, that's sometimes our diagnostics. Well, and, and if she successfully hits the fan every time it doesn't work and it turns on, hasn't she saved herself a bunch of money in diagnostic time? Basically, you told me that the thing always got power and it's commanding on, and basically there's something binding in the motor. So when you jar it, it decides to start spinning. Or the brushes are worn down to nothing, yeah. and we're hitting the brushes back down on the armature. Okay, 602-508-0960. Eric and Mark, it's going to be Eric and Kurt, and then are we going to let Jeff talk? Um, we might. All right. Is is he dressed today, or is he still wearing that skirt? Um, well, he looks a little famished, so we'll see. Famished is a good word. That's a nice word. All right, we'll be back right after this. When the smartest audience in talk radio turns 960 The Patriot on every day, good things happen. Listeners are informed and entertained. Not only that, the economy is stimulated by the advertisers who use this radio station to reach our great listeners. If you run a business, please consider advertising it to people who share your same values and principles. The Patriot Listener. Visit 960thepatriot.com or call Heath Garluzzo at 602-955-9600 today. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. How would you like to flip a contract on a house overnight for a nice profit? Hi, I'm Nick Fertucci. For the last three years, my elite team of house flippers have used my unique three-step flipping system to reduce risk and make money flipping houses. I'm growing my team in your area, and I'm looking for help. I have more cash available than deals right now, and I can show you how to get up to $350,000 of pre-approved real estate funding. That's right, I said it. $350,000 of pre-approved real estate funding, regardless of credit score. Interested candidates, call now and get an inside peek of my flipping system. I'll rush you out of free 
free copy of my Fortunes and Flipping CD kit that will show you how to get in, get out, and get paid when you come join my team. Call 1-800-450-1024 now and get your free Fortunes and Flipping CD. Call 800-450-1024 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training workshop that includes a free meal, a free smartwatch, power charger, and USB drive loaded with powerful information as free gifts just for attending. Call 800-450-1024. That's 800-450-1024. Call now. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Kaesan. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door to door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at Kurtz Automotive on Bell and I-17 on the northeast corner. Actually, you go east just about a half a block, and you go north on 23rd Avenue. And we're right here talking about cars and car repair. You can stop by. You can talk to Jeff and Eric and Kurt and I about a particular car problem that you have. We're welcome to do that. Um, one of us has to stay on the air, <laughs> but the rest of us can can mess around. We're trying to get Kurt to take over the shop, but he's probably going to have a tough time hitting the brakes to the second. To the second? To the second. Second. Well, to, to the second. Otherwise, when you take a break and they want it at 58.50, it's oh, 58 no. minutes after the hour. Yeah. Yeah, he would have a hard time with that. How about you? Um, I don't want to be in that position either. You're good. All right. All righty. Well, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by S&S Tire. They opened up in 1976, and they have three locations in the north and west valley to serve you. They have Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. S&S has a complete line of tires and many different brands of each tires and, and all the sizes. So you can take your car in there, and they'll grab the size off your tire, and they can give you a good, better, best estimate it's an out-the-door estimate, so it's going to have the tires, the FET, the sales tax, uh, all the shop supplies, everything. It's a how much you write your check for before you leave home. So SNS Tire is a place and a warehouse that has huge tire inventory, so you're not just stuck with one brand. They also have tires for your farm equipment, your golf equipment, your lawn and garden equipment, your ATVs, your trailers, plus they have commercial and construction tires. So they're going to balance your tires, and they'll do alignments, and they do suspension work. So if you're looking for new tires on anything you own, visit SNS Tire Locations, one of the three in the West Valley. So have you got any cars that have really kicked your butt lately, Eric? Yeah, well, we talked about the Jag right before the break, but let's move on to, let's see. Well, the problem is, is we happen to be the shop that everybody brings their place thing to if 
somebody else can't fix it. So I deal with a lot of these headaches. Fortunately, most of them aren't that bad. It's just people don't know what they're doing. So It's not the customer that no, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, no. Perhaps it might be an inexperienced technician that had an opportunity or was placed in front of this car that he really didn't have the fundamentals down. Right, right, right. I didn't. I wasn't trying to bash anybody, but um, so yeah, I've got. I mean, unfortunately, we've got an old uh, Nissan Sentra that's given us a little bit of fits. It doesn't make much of a sense. It was running just a tad rich without a No2 sensor working. We put a No2 sensor in it, and it goes extremely rich. So I'm beating my head a little bit right now, figuring out what's lying to who, and trying to figure out, especially since it's an 88 and there's no data, and I've got to pen test everything. Okay, so I have one for you. We had an old Chevy pickup truck, and it had a throttle body, and so it had 102 sensor. And the problem was is when you'd start it up, it'd idle up high, and then it would just start trimming back the idle, and you could watch the fuel, in, the fuel system shutting off fuel, and the on time of the injectors got smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it would die. So it was just trimming out the fuel. So when you looked at it with the scanner, it was screaming rich, 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 rich. So the O2 sensor was screaming rich. So we're like everybody else. Let's just stick an O2 sensor in there and see if it's better. It isn't better. It isn't even an iota better. <laughs> it isn't even close. So we take the O2 sensor back out, and we measure both of them with a digital voltometer. What should they have? What should they talk? You mean baseline or? Yeah. Four and a half volts or so. Okay. All right. Now this is an old Chevy, so it's going to be one millivolt on the top end. Yeah. You're talking Chryslers that are higher, but you hit the nail on the head accidentally because this thing, for whatever reason, had six volts somewhere attached to that output side of the O2 sensor. So the computer is only used to seeing 0.1 to 10, yeah. so one to 10, and the computer is seeing 60. And it doesn't know what to do, so it keeps trimming back the fuel, thinking we're running rich, we're running rich, and it trims it till it dies. This truck, this truck came in with more than a thousand dollars worth of work on it, more than a thousand bucks. Now, admittedly, it took us three hours to figure this out. What we decided to do was, is rather than try to figure out between the ECM and the O2 sensor where the problem was, we just cut the trigger wire or the talk wire to the O2 sensor. We ran a 20-foot wire to the ECM. We cut it. So we took it right to it. It worked perfectly. So at that point, we're not going to go in and find out where this six-fold crossover is at. We're going to abandon that line, and we're going to run a new line and a new loom from the O2 sensor to the PCM. Has that ever happened to you where you've had to redesign a car? It happens very commonly, uh, especially the older Dodges where they mount the Cummins controller on the side of the block, they get a lot of interference on the throttle position, and they'll kick transmission gears, they'll flare fuel and torque convert. They do all that. So, yeah, running extra wires, bypassing what they built um, is very common. And Chrysler even knows that there's a problem because they put bulletins out and said, hey, if you've got this problem, just do it this way. So they're actually giving you the idea of wiring around an existing circuit. But basically all you're doing is, is you're just jumping around the bad wire, the bad connection, or the interference. Yes. Um, it's it's very common. I wouldn't say we do it all the time, but it is enough problem that we see it commonly. Probably like us, maybe once a month you see it? I would, I would say yes, and most of the time, fortunately, 
connection problems are at bends and things like that, and most of the time easy to get to. If it's in the middle of a harness that's buried underneath an intake manifold, I bypass those. If it's something I can fix within two hours and keep the factory harness, I like doing it that way. And, and I agree with you. In this particular truck, four-wheel drive, transmission or the O2 goes into the transmission harness. That goes up over the bell, top of the bell housing, then up to the back of the firewall. Then it goes into the firewall for the ECM. So we just thought, we aren't going to do that. <laughs> now, this is like a 76 or 77 Chevy truck. Um, he's already got a lot of money into it, so we're trying to trim back that as much as possible. But the bottom line is, is we've never seen 6 volts in an O2 sensor circuit. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be 12 volts? Because the entire truck is a 12-volt system. The entire truck. So where would 6 volts come from? On a 70 model or early 80 model Chevy pickup? Well, what would come to mind would be like a the voltage reducer for the coils if you're on the back side of that or something because some of those coils were running lower voltages so they didn't hiccup or sputter when you would turn on headlights because you get a voltage drop or things like that. So that, or you got just a barely like one on one wire because each wire is actually a strand of 20 or 30 wires. You got one or two of those little wires touching and so you have resistance between the connections so you don't get the full 12 volt pass over. Well, it's a two-wire O2 sensor, so we got one ground, right? Yeah. And, we, and, the, and the O2 sensor is a generator of signal. Yeah. So it's only generated one millivolt, mm -hmm. right? So where did we get six volts <laughs> upstream? You know from, what I mean? From another, <laughs> from, from another wire somewhere in, this, in that harness. We just don't know where. And, and that's the reason why we decided to just wire around it. Yeah. And we told them we were going to do that. We told them we're going to wire around it, and we know it'll work because we already ran it. He goes, well, how did you run the wire? And I said, well, we ran 20 feet. We went from the O2 sensor down on the ground, <laughs> around the hood, plugged it through the firewall and grabbed the ECM, and we knew which wire that was. So we cut it where we could put it back together yeah. if we had to. Because how many times have you cut a wire too short and then you can't put a connector on it and then you have to go back and fix it? Well, I don't like cutting them short, so I try not to do that when this happened a few times. More than likely... If you're trying to fix a wire, they break right at a connector, and so that ends up being more of a problem. But, folks, what he's not saying is is he learned that by cutting them <laughs> too short. So he's dancing. He looks like Fred Astaire over here. 602-508-0960. If you like a car question answered, that's the, time, that's the phone number, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Comfort Care Home Care, a premier provider of home care services, is a proud sponsor of the Aging in Arizona show on 960 The Patriot. If you or a loved one needs support at home, the experienced and compassionate caregivers of Comfort Care can provide a wide variety of companion and personal care services, including assistance with bathing, grooming, mobility, transportation, and meal preparation. They also provide services such as Alzheimer's care, medication reminders, and safety supervision for fall prevention. Comfort Care services are available throughout the greater Phoenix area and can assist you or your loved one for a few hours a week or 24 hours a day. Call today to learn how Comfort Care can support your family with the highest level of care. 602-438-1300. Again, that's 602-438-1300. Comfort Care Home Care. Supporting independence, dignity, and quality of life. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in reserve. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm Mark Salem. We're up here at Kurtz Automotive, and we're doing a live remote here. Um, we were going to use some sophisticated uh, equipment, but we just couldn't. We couldn't figure out. And you got a bunch of car guys trying to figure out something sophisticated, and we just didn't do a very good job. So if you want to somehow connect some satellite in outer space, we are not the people that you should hire. We are not going to be able to pull that off. We can talk to the computer on your car, but we can't talk to the computer at the radio station, so we're doing it by phone. Eric, the service manager, is here. He works at Kurtz. Um, He's been a great help to many other technicians because he really does know his skill and his trade pretty good. I think the diagnostic part of our business is probably the worst part, but it's probably the most gratifying, yes or no? 
I, I would believe it is the worst part because you're going in there blindly and you're trying to find a problem where you don't know. Basically, you got to test the system, whether it's fail, pass, or fail, and you keep moving down the line until you find the failure problem. So, yeah, it's nice when you finally figure out a hard one, especially if it's been to another shop and they say, we can't figure this thing out. Please help us. That's really nice. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's, it's got its up and down. So, but when you're doing diagnostics, how important is the customer's conversation with you? And, and we're not here to beat up customers, but, but in reality, that's so important because somebody came in the other day and said to us, um, my husband wants you to align our car. And we said, well, tell us what's going on. She says, I don't know. So we aligned the car. And a couple of days later, he comes in with his butt on fire, and he says, you know, you didn't fix it. And I said, fix what? You, you said, you told your wife to have us align the car. So I took a ride with him. So one of the rear tires had a tread separation, so there's a significant vibration on the back of the car. And he asked me what was probably a fair question in his mind, why didn't you find that in the alignment? And my response was, is you had us working on the wrong end of the car. <laughs> the vibration's in the back of the car, and you want us to align the front tires. He had another issue where he wanted us to tune it up, and we told her the plugs were fresh. We didn't really feel like that, that was a, an issue. And he said, well, it's got a, you didn't fix the idle either. And I said, well, we were told to tune it up. We didn't know there was an idle problem. So I said, well, let's go take a ride. So we take a ride, and I find the vibration. And the vibration is in the seat of my pants, so I know it's in the back of the car. As we're driving along, the car goes like this. It does that. All right, it's June. I'm going to spot you. It's June. What is it, big dog? That would probably be your AC compressor cycling and the load on the engine changing its pitch. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So I reached over and I turned the air off and it stopped doing it. And I go, there, I just fixed it for you. <laughs> he says, that's not exactly the fix I want because it's June. Yeah. And I said, I know, but you need just refrigerant. Yeah. All right, have you heard about the new refrigerant? The R1234? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got its explosive personality. So, yeah, they a lot of the manufacturers that went to it, GM and Mercedes especially, have went back away from it because they found that under certain circumstances, it can cause an explosion. Okay, it's marginally flammable. Marginally flammable. All right? The, the chances of, of it catching your car on fire is the same as getting struck by lightning. Yeah. Okay? But here's the real important part of the two refrigerants. Okay, the R1234. When it goes into the atmosphere, it's gone in eight hours. R12, R22, and R134 take 120 years to dissipate in the atmosphere. Now, it is true the newer model cars are going to beef up their condenser box, <laughs> no, evaporator box, because they don't want anything to happen. And I think so many of them are moving the evaporator outside the cabin of the car, but it's just marginally so what marginally means to me is you're going to have to work hard to set it on fire. But just like you and just like me, we're all going to try. And we're all going to see. And we've all seen it. Yeah. And, and we've all seen fuel fires and all that other kind of yeah. stuff. Okay, we got a caller real quick. Let's go to the caller. Name is Vicky. Vicky, good morning. Good morning. How the heck are you? I'm, you know, I'm better than the average bear. <laughs> My husband has a 2008 Colorado, which I really like, except for... It has that security thing with the key, I guess, is what we've been told, where um, 
12 times out of 13, it starts just fine. You know, you you uh, drive up to the store, you go in, buy whatever you got, buy, get back in, it starts right up. And then time number 13, it you have to wait 10 minutes before it'll start. And we were told it has something to do with the key, so I went to a key shop and hit but they said were like factory specified keys made and it didn't seem to help. It seems to work if you use the same key all the time, it seems to work most of the time. But is there a fix for that? Because from what I read on the internet, it's a security problem with this vehicle. Okay. Well, it, she's got an 08 Colorado and she's got a security problem intermittently. It won't start. But do you know that they have, lead on any of the security issues above and beyond about 20 other makes models in years? No, I mean, the problem typically is a communication between the keys or the, the sensing module for the security to the ECM. Sometimes. And, and what are you talking about? What we're talking about is, is we've got a key that needs to talk to the ignition switch, and the ignition switch needs to talk to the security module, which then lets the car start and run. So, and she did say, and I'm interpreting for this for you, because you can't hear her call. She did say that it seems to work better with one key than the other key. And if that's the case, it would seem to me it, it, it would be the battery in the key or just the key. But it's going to cost her $125 to $185 to have a new key cut for that car. Then we're going to have to go in and reprogram the computer to let it know that we've added a key. Okay, so this is not one with a chip. Okay. So is it an aftermarket security company or security system if it doesn't have a chip in the key? No, this is just what they they call it on the internet, a part of the security thing for the for the truck. Okay. She says it doesn't have a chip in the key. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're kind of confused, but of course we're we're working on stuff that you've been told by other people and that that's a difficult situation. When you say it doesn't start and you have to wait 10 minutes I'm thinking it doesn't crank. Right. Okay. So does it crank and die, or does it just not go rrr, 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 rrr? It doesn't do anything. It's like it's got a suddenly dead battery. Okay. All right. Um, we're not prepared to jump into the security system if it sounds like it has a dead battery and there's no noise and nothing's happened. Um, there's so many other places to go before we jump into the security system. You could have a bad starter solenoid. You could have a part neutral safety switch problem. You could have, on top of the steering column, when we come down, there's a big bulkhead connector, and that burns a lot of time. So there's lots of different places that you go. But I want to make a suggestion to you. If you go to MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem.com, right. and I want you to print out FAQ 28. And FAQ 28 is going to teach you to watch the headlights, and you're going to park against the garage door. So it's going to tell you, we want to know what the headlights are doing when you're experiencing the problem and when you're not. And all you have to do is be cognizant that you need to park against something where you can sit in the car and see the headlights. So you can park against a wall. You can park against your garage door. You can park against anything you want within five feet just so you can see the headlights shine. But FAQ 28 will help guide you with respect to what's going on because if it's trying to start the car, the headlights are going to dim slightly and come back on. If the starter's bad, the headlights are going to dim a lot and then come back on. So that's why I'm teaching you how to watch the headlights, and then you'll help us diagnose your car. The that is brilliant. Thank you. That will give us a place to start. I'm going to start taking notes of what's happening 
Yes. When it does it. If you if you take that FAQ 28 and you circle the areas that you can talk about, you'll save yourself some diagnostic money when you take it into the car repair shop because they'll understand what we're trying to do. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you very Thank much. 602-508-0960. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. This is Owen Strand at Midwestern Seminary for townhall.com. Princeton Seminary recently announced it would honor Manhattan pastor Tim Keller for his spiritual leadership. But that announcement from the seminary drew furious criticism from their community of faculty and alumni who long ago left conservative Christian faith. Keller's commitment to the Bible's very clear teaching on marriage, the sexes, and human sexuality rendered his views toxic, as one commenter said. Princeton Seminary President Craig Barnes bowed to the pressure. He announced that Keller would not receive his award after all. Barnes also noted without irony that Princeton grants generosity and respect to those of different convictions. If the shameful treatment of Keller signals generosity and respect, we would fear to see what censure and hatred looks like. You don't have to be a theological hair splitter to see that this rhetoric falls on its face. Those who promote tolerance stifle it. Those who call for charitable dialogue squelch it. There's a lesson to be learned when a Presbyterian seminary cannot honor the most prominent Presbyterian minister of our time. I'm Owen Strand. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve.
Welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here live at Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 in Bell. You just go east on Bell Road to 23rd Avenue, which is probably a block or two, and then you turn left at the light, and you'll pull right into the parking lot here at Kurtz Auto. You're welcome to stop by and talk to us, and if you have a car problem, we're inter- we're, we'll talk to you about your car problem, but we're not fixing any cars today. We're just going to help you gather the data that we need to fix your car. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair. He's located just down the street, I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom at Action Auto Repair is a full-service, family-owned operation. He served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. And so whatever your repair needs are, Tom and his staff are well-known for quality workmanship and good customer service and a fast turnaround time. And like many other shops, they have ASC Master Certified Technicians that really know how to diagnose your car and get the repair done right. So if you have any questions or problems and you live anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley, then Action Auto Repair is a good place. I'll tell you what I like about Action Auto, Kurt. It's that you and him are within a couple of miles of one another, and you're friends, and you work together. That's because he's a good guy, and it's easy to be friends with a good guy, ain't it? It it is. So many different shops have a bad habit of hating everybody in their geographical area. They badmouth one another. They stand on one another's shoulders. But I've known you and Tom for many, many years, and that's just never happened between the two of you. Well, when they're good people, Mark, it don't matter. We need all the good shops we can get. I don't care if they're next door to us because there's, what, four and a half million people, which puts 10 or 12 million cars, me and you ain't going to make a dent and fix them. Yeah, you're, you're kind of right about that. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. Neil, good morning to you. How can we help you? Yes, um, I have a 2015 Ram 2500 with a 6.4 liter engine, and I have two questions about the antifreeze and oil. Okay. The manual states, to use 0W40 with a MS12633. Question is, how important is it to use oil that has the MS12633 stated on the label? He's got a new Dodge Ram, a 15 Dodge Ram. It's got a 6.4 liter. Is that a diesel? No, that's the Hemi. That's the Hemi. Okay. So they want him to use a 040, and they've got a specification on that. The, the, the answer to your question, Neil, is, is you've got a specification there that nobody really goes by. The answer to your question is, is you should use a name brand 040. So Chevron, Valvoline, what do you pour here? Okay. Okay, a Valvoline brand. The, uh, so any, uh, it, it calls for a OAT MS12106. Is that the same thing? Well... Um, the antifreeze is going to be more related to the color of the antifreeze. So there's all kinds of colors. Help me out. Blue, orange, amber, amber, uh, green, which is the old style. Uh, what's that one? That, there's red and there's that one that's almost clear that a lot of the Europeans do. Yeah. But, so there's at least, what, seven different shades? And and the, the key there is you have an oat coolant, O-A-T, and that tells you something about the coolant. So you can any oat computable or oat oat compatible coolant at your auto parts store would be something that you could use. But I would strongly suggest that you do one of two things: you use the color of the coolant that's already in there, or you're going to use an amber general purpose all cover coolant. So you can use either one of those two. We have gone to the amber 
universal coolant for everybody in our fleet because we're tired of having five, six, and seven different colors of coolant in inventory. So when you use the all-purpose, all-covering, all-encompassing uh, amber coolant, then you're covering all the different cars. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, you're more than welcome, Neil. Bye. When it comes to coolant, are you stocking coolant or are you buying coolant? We stock the amber like you, and we use a lot of it. We stock some of the Dex cools, and then we stock some green. But when we get into things like the Europeans, uh, we buy, like if we have a Jaguar, BMW, Mercedes, we buy specifically for that just because we don't want anybody coming back on that and fighting with us over whether or not that was what they called for. But we stock a lot of it and buy some of it. And that is the, the, the problem with our industry. You put in a universal coolant made by Prestone, a well-known yeah. company. So three years later, the water pump fails. Yeah. And the technician in Oklahoma City tells them that we had the wrong coolant in there, and they bring back the repair bill for the water pump, the two, three, $400 water pump, and they've got this guy set their tail on fire and sent them back to you. And in reality, the water pump failed because the car has 110,000 miles on it, and it's leaking out of the weep hole, which means the back seal came apart or the back bearing started wallowing out, and it has nothing to do with the coolant. That, yeah, that is a problem. But the, if you use good product from people who, who you trust, if, if that does happen, you have them on your side and you have all the specifications needed, and you can fight that pretty good. But, yeah, that is a real problem. So what happens here, Kurt? They show up, and they don't have the old water pump but a picture of it, and they don't have any of the old coolant, so no one can test the coolant for combustion gases, for oil contamination, and all that kind of stuff, but yet they want you to pay the two or $300 bill. That presents a problem, right? That presents a problem. At that point in time, it goes into management, doesn't it? We have to decide, is this something we want to uh, want to just see go away for a few hundred dollars, or is this something on principle that we're going to stand on, on what we know is right. Okay, now there's another option. She can turn it, he or she can turn it into their insurance company if they have full coverage, which is on the comprehensive side. The comprehensive side says damage to my car by others. Yes. Okay? At the same time, that insur insurance company can deal with your insurance company, your garage liability insurance company, and the two of them can work it out. But in the absence of any evidence, those professionals would probably and typically understand that there's nothing here without, the, without a sample of managed jar full of the old coolant and without the water pump um, we're really kind of difficult yeah. it's, it's going to be it's going to be a no that's a no-win situation it just is there's nothing you're going to do to, to come out on top so you just have to to work it out to what works out best for all the, the whole situation I agree with you, and one of the considerations that you you alluded to was, is, is this a first-time customer, or is this a customer that's got 40 work orders in my database? Yeah, if it's 40 workers in the database, uh, and they want a couple hundred dollars, it's not a, it's not even a problem. We'll take care of them. And and the other day, we, we, were, hang, we were dealing with one of our customers, and we have 38,000 customers in the number area, okay? His number was 743. <laughs> <laughs> Several years. Number 743 is definitely worth, worth giving attention to. Yeah, and, and, and in reality, what we did was is we had gone into our oldest customers, and we had given them a discount in their file. Mm -hmm. And I had told them, I'm going to give you 10% on any ticket you choose. It's a bad idea to pick up an oil change. Yeah. Because on an oil change for $35, I'm going to give you $3.50 back. So he had a situation where 
he had a bill for two or three thousand dollars, and he said, "Can I use my ten percent?" I said, "Absolutely, that's what it's there for." So we have a caller on the line. Who have you got, Gil? Uh, caller Terry. Terry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yes, good morning, Mark. I've got a 2006 Toyota Camry, and I'm having issues with the driver's side power window. Uh, sometimes it will go. It'll go down, but it will not return. It will not go up, no matter what I do. But if I shut the car off, restart the car, then it'll work just fine. Now, of course, it does it intermediately, you know. Yeah. So, but shutting the car off, it'll, it's like you reset it almost. Okay. Have you come, run across anything like that before? No. What he's got is an 06 Camry, and on the passenger it's, side of the car, the window, Oh. It'll, it'll go up, and sometimes it won't go up or down until he cycles the key, and then it will change and begin to operate properly. And that's not something I've ever heard of before, but it still doesn't make it difficult to diagnose. No, and some of the some of them Toyotas of that era have a window module on them, and sometimes it controls that module. I don't know if that one does, but we did run into a problem with a window module on a Toyota. And what happened was the oh, bad motor had damaged some of the circuitry in the module, and it acted really weird like that. So if it's got a module, you'll have to check that. If it's not, it could be just the motor intermittently binding a switch, acting up and stuff. But the diagnosis shouldn't be that difficult on something like that. Yeah, but shut it off. I'm going to add to that. Kind of reboots it almost. Well, and, and you're right. There, It would be expensive to pull both door panels and swap modules. If they're if they're if they're not dependent on a specific part of the car, the second thing you could do is is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an option to do. Normally, the the most used window is the driver's window, no question about that. But here's what I want you to do: when when the car is acting up, and you said that the window would go um, it would go down, okay, but not go up. Yes. Okay. When it goes down and it won't go up, I don't want you to cycle the key. I want you to get out and walk around to the passenger side door. I want you to open up the door, and I want you to whack the door panel on the inside. On the driver's side? Um, oh, no, on the on the door where the window is acting up. Isn't that the okay. passenger front? Yeah, it's the driver's side. It's uh, on, yeah. Okay, okay. If, if it's the driver's side window that's acting up, that's the most used one. So the motor, like, like Kurt said, the motor is a real possibility. But I just want you to open up the door, and I want you to take your fist. Not, don't hurt anything, but just whack it, and then try the window again. Because if the motor, if the motor is bad, and you whack the door panel good and hard, and it works two or three times, then again you've saved yourself a lot of diagnostic money because you've really told us what we need to know. There's a bad yes. connection, or more than likely the motor. Real quick, let me tell you a story just about Terry. We're having lunch up north, and a bunch of all my buddies, and they always tease me about being Mr. Genius car guy. So we walk outside, and a friend of mine, Daryl, complains that his Ford window won't roll up or down. So he says, you know, it's stuck down right now, and I said, I'll fix it for you for a dollar. And he goes, I'm not going to give you a dollar because you can't fix it for a dollar. And I said, okay, well, then don't. So we get outside, and somebody else says, I'll give you the dollar. So I said, okay, turn on the key, and he tries the window, and it doesn't work. So inside of the car, I hit that door panel hard. And the window went up and down. I took his buck and I got on my motorcycle and drove away. <laughs> and, 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 and that's exactly what we're talking yeah. about. 
And um, I fixed a couple of doors by just whacking on the door. So, Terry, that's what I want you to do. We'll be back talking about cars. You're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.